Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Bing bong. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> uh, come on, bong. Jeanette. Laugh away. Laugh away. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> oh, Bing the bong. Knicks, you are pathetic. One Bing more time. Stone the Bannowitz hit the open. <laughs> on your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Stone, hit me again with it! Hit me again with it! Big bomb. Oh, yeah. Big bomb. 28-point lead. <laughs> Up in flames. Another loss for your New York Knickerbockers. Knicks tape, baby. Kamavika live Thursday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app, but on your smart speaker. Uh, Thursday usually means Keely Ferguson, but in her absence... Jeanette Javier coming back for another tour of duty on this Thursday. And uh, what timing? Because one of the great pastimes of this show, and it's not even a year old this show, but one of the great pastimes is laughing at the New York Knicks. And she'll be a part of that today in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the finally Florida E Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz Friday Night Lights running things until 2 o'clock. If. The playoffs started today, Jeanette. Guess who's not in? In a league where half the teams make the playoffs. The Knicks. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> oh, man. It is glorious. A 28-point lead last night against the Brooklyn Nets. 28-point lead against the Brooklyn Nets. And what do the Knicks do? They cough it up. And they lose. But you know what? Why why hear it from me, Jeanette? Why hear it from me? I don't want to do that. When we can go to Stephen A. Smith, as yes. you can imagine, Knicks fan Stephen A. Smith. Yes. He was definitely sane last night. After this one, he just happened to be in the ESPN studios, just happened to be part of their game coverage. Here is Stephen A. Smith. Listen to this from last night. After the Knicks blew a 28-point lead to Brooklyn. The New York Knicks are trash. Oh, it is glorious. It is glorious. Listen to Stephen A. Smith. The New York Knicks are a national disgrace, ladies and gentlemen. They're horrible. That's awesome. How about the full thing, Stone? Can we hear the full rant from Stephen A. Smith? No, we don't have the full rant from Stephen A. Smith. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll 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 get that in a second. Let me know when we can get the the full thing from Stephen A. But Stephen A. Smith beside himself. Stephen A. Smith, uh, as you can imagine, uh, not exactly. Oh, I don't know. How do you say it? Hinged. When I saw what was developing last night, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. I mean, it warms your soul. You can't help but smile. It makes you feel so good. I want to remind everybody. I want to remind everybody. That we were, last year, eight months ago, in fact, mm-hmm. watching Knicks fans outside of Madison Square Garden after a playoff game win, not a series, mm-hmm. playoff game win, watching Knicks fans outside of Madison Square Garden jumping on cars. Yes. And climbing light poles. Yep. And crowding the streets after a playoff win it was a parade a parade for one playoff win yep in a series where they lost to the hawks in five (laughs) we eight months ago had knicks fans acting as if patrick ewan was coming through that door yes john stocks john uh, starks was coming through that door Allen Houston was coming through that door pat riley was getting on a plane and coming through that door Charles Oakley was coming through that door. And now, nothing. They sit 12th in the Eastern Conference. 12th in the Eastern Conference. 
and they would not make the playoffs if the postseason started today. We're talking about firing Tom Thibodeau. We want Julius Randle run out of town. What happened, Knicks fans? What happened? But, you know, I am grateful for the absurdity that they have shown us and all these wonderful audio clips, the bing bong. It's a timeless piece now that we can absolutely be petty and celebrate now. This was so predictable because the Knicks were an anomaly. You knew it last year when Julius Randle came out of nowhere to become their best player. And anybody with a brain (laughs) knew that this was not sustainable. Anybody with a brain knew that the Knicks were not going to get home court advantage in the playoffs again. Anybody with a brain knew the Knicks were going to be battling to even get into the postseason. And here we are. And they're outside of the playoff picture. But this is even more glorious than I could have possibly even drawn it up or imagined. They're going down in flames. Three times this month, Jeanette. Three times, and it's February 17th. Three times this month. The Knicks have had a 20-point lead or more in a game, and they've lost. There's 11 days <laughs> left in the month. Possibilities are endless. They're just oh, getting started. God. Can we hear a little bit more from Stephen A. Stone? Can we just hear a little bit more from Stephen A. Smith? I wish Knicks fans boycott this team. I'm just sick of it. You lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder in double overtime. You're giving up 20-point leads like it's going out of style. And then tonight, we're KD. And Ben Simmons in street clothes. Street clothes. Doing number high five cats. <laughs> they weren't even playing. They weren't even playing. Kevin Durant, not even playing. Kyrie Irving, not even playing. Ben Simmons, not even playing. Nope. 28 points. Uh, Bye-bye. Just gone. Just gone. I mean, think about this. The, the vaunted New York Knicks have lost 13 of 16. They blew a 28-point lead last night. They're 25-34, and 12th in the Eastern Conference. And just eight months ago, those dopes up in New York City were climbing light poles after they took a game at home from Trey Young, who proceeded to beat them in five. What a poverty franchise. Grateful for the audio clips. Grateful for the bing bong, though. Bing bong has been one of my favorite phrases of the NBA season. They did provide us with that. And you know what? Why don't we celebrate with one right now? Why don't we just just celebrate with a big old fat bing bong right now? Bing bong. Thank you. Beautiful. Bing bong. You clowns. (laughs) You clowns with your poverty franchise. You truly are, like Stephen A. Smith said, a national disgrace. And did you see Spike Lee's face too? Did you see? Have you seen the memes of his? I face can't get enough side? of Spike Lee's face. I can't get enough of Spike Lee's face. The meme he has become because of the Knicks have been the so Knicks bad. The Knicks have made Spike Lee one of the greatest filmmakers of our time. The yep. Knicks have made Spike Lee a perpetual meme. Take it away, Stephen A. The New York Knicks are a national disgrace. Damn right they are. They're horrible. They're horrible. A national disgrace. The Knicks are a national disgrace. Let's celebrate it today. 18, 18 point fourth quarter for Cam Thomas, a 20 year old rookie <laughs> in New York. But Tom Thibodeau and his defense. But the Knicks, what a team they're building. Championship! Here we come. We're back. Knicks tape. 12th in the East. National disgrace. You know what, though? I don't know if the Knicks are the biggest national sports disgrace that I can think of. Because I am someone that grew up in Chicago. And I am someone that have watched the Chicago Bears try to, season after season after season, find a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback. And guess what? Season after season after season, they don't find the starting quarterback. Or the franchise quarterback. Let me just for a second indulge indulge me, please, Jeanette. Indulge me, please, Friday Night Lights. Okay. And you'll especially appreciate this. With the lineage of quarterbacks in my lifetime with the Chicago Bears. Now, my life started with Jim McMahon as the quarterback of the Bears. Okay? Good, good Super start. Bowl. Decent start. His contributions vastly inflated because he played with arguably the greatest defense in NFL history. But he was fun, and he wore a headband, and he was the punky quarterback. But 
from the time I actually knew what was happening around me, you know, I developed senses and I could have conversations and I could wipe my own butt. That happened right around 1988, 89. Puberty. Okay. Yeah. Well, four-year-old puberty, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Four-year-old puberty. Correct. Uh, In 1989, Mike Tomczak was your, uh, your starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. And then started the Jim Harbaugh era. So we got four years of Jim Harbaugh before he actually got good when he went to Indianapolis. Then it was Steve Walsh for a season. Former Cardinal Newman head football coach. And I'm not joking, the most decorated quarterback, arguably the best quarterback of my childhood in my Bears fandom, Steve Walsh. He actually won a playoff game. He beat the Minnesota Vikings in his one season. Who is his backup? Eric Kramer. And then we got more Eric Kramer. And then we got Dave Craig after Eric Kramer. Then we got the likes of Steve Stenstrom and Moses Moreno, who got a start. That's right. The immortal Moses Moreno made a start at quarterback for the Bears in 1998. Hey, if that wasn't enough, here came Shane Matthews, then Kate McNown, then Jim Miller, then Chris Chandler gave it a shot. Don't forget about Henry Burris. Hey, a washed Cordell Stewart played quarterback for the Bears after that. Craig Krenzel, the pride of Ohio State, was a starting quarterback for the Bears. Rex Grossman came in. Many consider him the worst Super Bowl quarterback of all time. Jonathan Quinn, don't forget about him. He got three starts at quarterback for the Bears. Hey, there's Kyle Orton who made 15 starts in 2005. In came Brian Greasy, six starts, two wins. Then you traded for Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, massive disappointment. Did not make the Pro Bowl in Chicago after multiple Pro Bowl appearances in Denver and then sat out with an injury, the NFC Championship game against the Packers. Oh, but then Caleb Haney came to the rescue. Up oh, there's Josh McCown, who played for all 32 NFL teams. Don't forget about Jimmy Clausen, who was maybe the most miserable NFL starting quarterback that I've ever seen. Brian Hoyer, come on down. Mike Glennon in your gigantic <laughs> neck. You play quarterback for the Bears. How about you, Mitch Trubisky? Up oh, double doink, and then your career fell apart. And then... Andy Dalton, and then Nick Foles, and now we're ruining the early career of Justin Fields. That is a national disgrace, the Bears quarterback position. Thank you. I'm glad that I got that out there. You feel better? Oh, man. You had how bad is that? How bad is that? How bad is that? That's my lifetime of Bears quarterbacks. Not only are there about 47 of them, but they all suck. When you can describe the quarterback based on their physical appearance mm-hmm. more than their actual accolades, mm-hmm. that's when you know the struggle has been very yep. real. Yep. Bad, bad, bad. Jonathan Quinn got a major free agent contract. Jonathan Quinn. Have you ever heard of Jonathan Quinn? Negative. Stone? I, of course, have. Okay. Of course. <laughs> of oh, course. Excuse me. Hey, do you guys know the trend where they show a team's logo and they're like, hey, when you see this logo, what do you think of? Mm-hmm. Anytime I see the Bears one, it's just Rex Grossman. <laughs> and I don't know why, but he's the one that sticks out. I think Moses Moreno. That when Moses Moreno got a start at quarterback for the Bears in 1998, that's when I knew I had made terrible life choices. And I've never been the same since, even though there was a Super Bowl appearance after that. Stephen A. Smith, he called the Knicks a national disgrace last night. My biggest national sports disgrace, it's the Chicago Bears quarterback position. What is your national sports disgrace? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. But what is your national sports disgrace? 888-760-3776. And so, Jeanette, when we talk about national sports disgrace, that means the United States of America. I don't want... English Premier League. I don't want, uh, I don't know, Indian cricket. Okay. We're talking about national sports disgrace. This also means Canada out of the picture. Okay. Okay. Sorry. And we're talking national, national sports disgrace. The Knicks. And hey, you know what? You know what you want to hit me with right now, Stone? Just hit me with it. Hit me with it. Bing bong. Yes. Mm. The Knicks a national sports disgrace. The Bears quarterback position a national sports disgrace. So, Jeanette. What disgraces you in your sports life? I'm going home. 
I'm going back to Orlando, <laughs> a little bit up north. This one's easy. Okay. We're t- I, you know, I feel bad for poo-pooing on the Knicks a little bit sitting at the 12th, but right at that comfortable last spot at mm-hmm. the 15 spot. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. There goes the Orlando Magic. And they are comfortable in the basement a of the team NBA. Also hitting puberty at the ripe age of four or five <laughs> years old that I saw <laughs> in the playoffs uh-huh. with Shaq. Yeah. I grew up watching Penny. Horace Grant made an appearance mm-hmm. with this team too. Bo Outlaw. Anderson. I grew up with these guys. And then they ran it back. Yes, back in 09. Dwight Howard. For a couple years. Mm-hmm. But it's been 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. They've had a 36.9% winning percentage. Oh, boy. They've had five coaching changes since <laughs> Stan Van Gundy. They've existed pretty much for 32 seasons. I'm 31, and they've only been to the playoffs 16 times. No, they good. have been a just pure stress for most of my sports day. Fandom. You know what's funny is you bring that up, and I think some would, including Jeanette, sort of went to this place. I can't sit here and talk about the Knicks because I'm a Magic fan. The Magic are more accomplished than the Knicks in the last 30 years. They are. I've seen the Magic play in two NBA Finals That's, in my lifetime. Yes. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I've i seen the Knicks play in two in my lifetime, and one of them, they got swept out of it. They just got completely swept out of it, and they haven't been there since the 90s. Well, the Magic, they've made it to the finals, too, but they've been They've also swept. been swept. That's I very think true. They've, I think according to both finals, they've won one game. Yeah, yeah. I also don't remember Magic fans uh, celebrating one playoff win by trying to overturn cars on the streets of Orlando. Negative. Disney was okay. Everything was fine. <laughs> There's no audio clip that we keep repeating throughout the day. Oh, man. Yeah, that is bad, though. The Magic are bad. The Magic are flat-out bad. Terrible. And you mentioned five coaching changes since Stan Van Gundy got ousted. I probably couldn't name one of the coaches. Steve Clifford? <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, good. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad we got that one. I'm glad we got that one. Jeanette, her Orlando Magic are her, natural, her national sports disgrace. For me, it's the Bears quarterback position. Stephen A., Pretty clear about it last night. It's the New York Knicks. Stephen A., take it away. He can't even talk. It's our national disgrace, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. They're horrible. <laughs> My mommy has said the same thing about me. The New York Knicks too. are trash. Has she said that about you? Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen A., that was epic television last night. Who is your national sports disgrace? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at KLV1063. Again, 888-760-3776. Your national sports disgrace. Knicks fans, I'm sorry, but you bring this on yourself. You bring this on yourself. When you act like you have a championship franchise coming... When you act like you won one playoff game and there's streamers and you've won a championship after one playoff win, I mean, Stone, think about it. It was a win, not even a series win, but a win, one playoff win, the first one in two handfuls of years, and that is the shining moment of the franchise. (laughs) That's sad. They flooded the streets. Flooded the streets. Flooded the streets. There were more people flooding the streets outside Madison Square Garden for one playoff win than Rams fans at the Super Bowl rally yesterday in Los Angeles. That's pathetic. I'm talking about the Knicks fans, not the Rams fans. It's pathetic. No, the Rams fans are kind of pathetic. Well, that's kind of pathetic too, but at least there's an excuse that team's been back there for like four years. And the Rams, the Rams fans needed to see, they needed to be proven, needed to, to be sold on them having a championship franchise. Knicks fans, one playoff win. Blah, burn down the city. I mean, and, and you heard the ridiculous things like, oh, Madison Square Garden just sounds different. The NBA's better when the Knicks are good. No, no. I like the NBA when the Knicks are bad because it's hilarious. Hilarious. But they are one of the bigger brands in basketball. Okay. But 
they, when the Knicks are doing good, I actually believe that basketball is doing good. Too. No way. The yes. NBA has been just fine without the Knicks being good. You know who's the biggest brand in basketball? LeBron James. Okay. Yes. LeBron James is the biggest brand. He's a bigger brand than the New York Knicks. Okay. And LeBron James, he's having a bad season, but you know what he's not? He's not a national disgrace. Wait, what are the Knicks? Stephen A., hold on. Let me check with you real quick. Stephen A., what, what, what exactly, in your words, what exactly are the New York Knicks? The New York Knicks are trash. <laughs> <laughs> what is your national sports disgrace? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us. At KLV 106.3. Ken Levick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. This is a national treasure. This is an international treasure. Ranked number 19 in postgraduate sport management programs in the world. According to Sport Business, you can't go wrong with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Because if you want to get into sports, you want to actually succeed unlike the Knicks. Well, this is the path you go to. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Like the Heat, there's a culture there. Like the Heat, there's a plan. Like the Heat, they end up being the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, sort of like the Heat were to LeBron. That is where you're learning. That is where you're carrying the life lessons to future success. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The professors in the sports industry, the internships, Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge, he has the contacts. They've been doing it for 22 years, and they're still rolling along. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. What is your national sports disgrace? Is it the Knicks? I wouldn't blame you. Is it the Bears quarterback situation? Come commiserate with me. The Orlando Magic, that's the nightmare that Jeanette lives season after season after season. What is your national sports disgrace? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. Bing bong. I'm Ken LaVica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. 28-point lead. No Kevin Durant. No Ben Simmons, no Kyrie Irving, and what do the Knicks do? For the third time this month, they cough up a 20-plus point lead, and they lose, and they've lost 13 of 16, and uh, there are calls for Tom Thibodeau's job, and Julius Randle is a, uh, a costing video coordinators on the sideline. The Knicks are a wreck. The Knicks are as flaming dumpster fire as you can possibly get. It's explosive, yeah. and it is amazing. And and if for me, Jeanette, again, Knicks fans bring this on themselves. I'm sorry. When, when you have, like we saw in the playoffs, and the first round of the playoffs last year, the Knicks just thrown in our faces down here in Palm Beach County in the Treasure Coast. In an area, let's be honest, Jeanette, like the Heat spoil this area mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, the Heat get it done with Gabe Vincent. Yep. The Heat get it done with Omer Yurtevin. Mm-hmm. The Heat get it done with Max Struess. Yep. Okay? They draft guys like Tyler Hero, who should be an all-star this year. They go get the quote-unquote problem child in Jimmy Butler and make him the leader, and he becomes an NBA Finals hero. They overcome odds. They have a Hall of Fame coach. So... At any semblance of competence, Knicks fans want to jump on it down here and start rubbing it in Heat fan faces. And that's what makes it so satisfying when you know that it's not going to last. You know that a lot of last year for the Knicks was fake. It was all cosmetic. This makes you feel good. 
Because you knew it was coming. You are glowing today. Ken. I love when the Knicks fail. He's, I, he's had a smile on his face the whole time. I love when the Knicks fail. Gleaming. You are just <laughs> loving people's misery because right now. Again, wow. Again, they're Knicks fans hang out here and at the, the slightest amount of success, they want to get belligerent. And they want to make sure everybody knows that they're a Knicks fan. Because down here, the expectation is successful professional but basketball. doesn't that make you understand Knicks fans even more? That when they do have some form of success, misery is what they're used no, to. I understand that. But you've also, with the success, you've got to, get, get, you've got to take the success but understand the reality of the situation. You don't just sit there. Are you are you sneezing? What is wrong with you over it's there? It's a sneeze fest. Are you over okay? There. I've blessed him twice. I'm not blessing him anymore. Uh, what's wrong with me sneezing? I just I'm trying to make a point, and all of a sudden I hear, <laughs> like all the way from the and cross I feel the room. Force like when somebody see, sneezes, are you forced to say bless you? You don't have to. Do you get offended if someone doesn't say bless you? No, I don't. I didn't expect you guys to. Jeanette just gave me like a a, a hand signal, bless you, and I thought that was good enough. <laughs> I just feel like I, I just wanted to check if you were okay because they sounded particularly explosive. And what is the limit? How many bless yous do you get? Two. Well, no, no, it's one per pair. But if somebody's going sneezes. on a sneeze attack like Stone just did, well, after two, do you, I not bless him anymore? Well, yeah, I feel like you got to cut it off at some point. I, I think it's one. You're per, on your own, kid. I honestly <laughs> think it's one per pair of sneezes, and then if it goes past three pairs of sneezes, you just cut it off. Yeah. Absolutely, they fend okay. uh, on their own. What is what is the protocol you for? You got one more. How many how many bless yous do you give someone who's sneezing? What is the proper number? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The proper number of God bless yous, or bless yous, uh, if you cut it short, uh, per, uh, per sneeze attack for somebody. But back to Knicks fans, okay? Uh, you've got to understand the reality. You have to be, if this makes sense, a bit humble about it. Okay, you've got you're... to, you, you can't go crazy after one playoff win. I'm sorry. I get the release of emotion, but you also need to avoid situations like this where when you go way over the top and there was no need for you to go as crazy as you did after one fleeting moment of success, that creates this situation where me, us, we all openly laugh at you for your transgressions eight months ago. I'm going to openly defend the Knicks fan now. No. Because for some reason, I took it personal. Because I just imagined the Orlando Magic winning their first playoff game after being in the misery they've been for 10 years. I would go off the hinge and celebrate. I would go on a weekend bender. You would probably get audio clips from me. Downtown Orlando, let me tell you, would probably be off the hook. Definitely a place you would want to be. See, Stone, I firmly believe as a fan... You have got to expect more. In, a, in a, a sport where it's not one and done, you're in a series. Like if the Knicks went to a game seven last year, mm -hmm. I'd understand it a little bit more. But you're going to freak out over one playoff win yes. in a best of seven? No. Yes. No, you expect just, better. I'd like, I'll be impressed when my team wins a playoff series. That's your issue. Your expectations are too high. Keep them low. No, Keep because, them low, no, and then you get to celebrate the small moment. Because then I end up looking jackassy like Knicks fans do now. Right. You just set yourself up for that. Like going crazy after one win just makes everyone want you guys to lose because they have they just have ammo ready for you. And part of it mm -mm. is part of it is we're New York. We're New York and we're the center of basketball. We play at the Mecca. Our arena sounds different. Which is true. No it's not. Yes it is. The if arena doesn't sound fan, different. If you're a sports fan, you definitely want to go to a game in the Mecca. And players, I'm good. I've never been to one, and I'm good. Ah, it's on my bucket list. I'm good. Players, that's on your bucket list to go to Madison Square Garden to watch the Knicks game and watch Spike Lee go up and down that court. I'm with you, Jeanette. Thank you. When players have good games, I guess I just reach higher, like the Taj Mahal. I'd like not Taj Gibson, <laughs> but Taj Mahal. I'd like to go see that and maybe travel the world, not go to Madison Square Garden. When players have good games, like young players in the league. In Madison Square Garden. It's the first thing they say in the interview. You know, I dreamed about this as a kid. Because they're I brainwashed into thinking it. I mean, that's fair. Because all they hear is, Madison Square Garden, Madison Square Garden. Don't be a sheep. Think for yourself. <laughs> Come on, sheeple. Think for yourself. What is funny is that <laughs> Madison Square Garden has become the place where all opposing stars go to beat the all-living hell out of the Knicks. Like, that's what Madison Square... It's no longer the home of the Knicks. It's 
what star is going to own the Knicks? And history. What kind of what what history? Basketball history. What kind of basketball history? The you, Knicks franchise. Oh, really? What's it, what's been historic about the Knicks? Everything. Oh, really? It's one. The Knicks are one of the biggest franchises in sports. Okay. I Says would say who? that. Says who? Are they not one of the most recognizable brands? For being crappy. Lately. What do you mean lately? For three decades. I mean lately. I mean, I mean lately. If I could help you out, Jeanette, here, he did rattle off like Patrick Ewing and all these guys that, you know, when the stars. Knicks were awesome. Stars. Those guys that were stars when I didn't have a number in front of, I didn't have two numbers in my age. And I wasn't okay? born yet. Yeah. I wasn't either, but I was, still. I was a single digit age when those guys were stars. You're okay? old. So you can't tell me that, uh, oh, uh, what a what a historic team. That's where history is made. You want to know who made more history than Patrick Ewing and John Starks at Madison Square Garden? Michael Jordan. You know who's made more history at Madison Square Garden than Julius Randle? LeBron James. Dwayne Wade. All of those guys. Carmelo probably has. Well, Carmelo played for them. Right. But he's in there. For what? He won a playoff game, too. <laughs> you know what, Nick? I understand right. you. I get you. S- celebrate your one win if it happens. I'm sorry you're going through what you're going through. It's embarrassing. Through. It's definitely embarrassing to lose a you know, huge lead like that three times in 17 days. Yeah, it's 17 not days. good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you still have 11 days in the month. The Knicks are a national disgrace. Who is your national sports disgrace? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six, and you can tweet at us at KLV one zero six three. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Now, one of the things I was thinking about as well, what a a national disgrace is. Uh, U.S. soccer. This is random, but U.S. soccer what? drives me insane because I don't know if you caught what happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they ended up scheduling a game against Honduras. This is a team that. 10 times out of 10, they should just beat the hell out of. I mean, they should just absolutely destroy Honduras in World Cup qualifying, okay? You know what they did? They scheduled the game in Minneapolis. The kickoff temperature was 2 degrees. So looking for a home field advantage, mighty United States soccer, which regularly finishes with the best World Cup qualifying record in its region, they brought tiny Honduras to Minneapolis in two-degree weather to try and win. That, that's weak stuff right I there. I have a question. Ask away. Do they get to choose who's, where they're hosting these games? Yeah, the U.S. Choose, gets to choose where they host So why games. did they choose Minneapolis? Because they wanted a home field advantage. But they like the whole country is not a home field advantage, <laughs> particularly ones that have probably a higher Hispanic demographic. Yeah. So... Uh, the thing with the U.S. is they try to bring these teams in their World Cup qualifying region to places where maybe there's not a lot of population of those uh, that country's, um, you know, uh, how it, natives or those with lineage dating going culture, back to that country yeah, yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So like Mexico, they don't play them in L.A. In World Cup qualifying, they try not to play them in Texas because there's a lot of. I thought it was about the money, though. Well, they 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 try to, you know, make it a little bit <laughs> xenophobic. Like, hey, we want the most white people we can possibly bring Congratulations, in. Congratulations, yeah, like Minneapolis. Yeah. So, but but when you're playing Honduras, you should probably be confident enough to play them anywhere in the United States. And they picked two degree Minneapolis. Minneapolis in February. <laughs> That's weak. That's Americans pathetic. even show up to that game? That's a disgrace. No, it was like half the stadium was was empty. I would sure as hell wouldn't be going out there. I love U.S. soccer as much as the next person, and I'm not going out there. I'm not I'm not putting myself through that. Get out of here. Who's your national sports disgrace? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jay's in Jupiter. What's up, Jay? My Mets are like a family member <laughs> that is just a screw-up. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, they'll do something where you're like, you know what, you family, so I love you. Aww. So my Mets, what they do is they go to the World Series in 2015, which I'm clearly not prepared for, mm-hmm. telling me that we can win it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm clearly not prepared for that. And then we give promise that we're going to be something because of our pitching staff and the way we're rolling. Only – to not see the playoffs again for the next eight seasons. 
Yeah, so, <laughs> that's tough. my Mets are a disaster. They are. And, but with that all being said, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry, Ken. No, you're going, Jack. Go, go, go. With, with that all being said, Ken, you got some nerve talking about the Knicks. You weren't even around when they were good in the 90s. You have no idea how big of a deal that they were Jay, in the 90s. Jay. Yeah, Jay. You yeah, have Jay. No idea. And, and I'm not a Knicks fan. I am not a Knicks fan. Let's make sure we're clear on that. But we're talking about a team who the reason why the NBA was as popular as it was because the Knicks were good, right? And what we need is we need, not we, what the Knicks need is they need somebody in the front office like Magic Johnson, like Danny Ainge, who said, why do we suck? We should not <laughs> suck. We're the Celtics. We shouldn't suck. We're the Lakers. We shouldn't suck. We're the Knicks. We should not suck. We need that. That's what the Knicks need in the front office to get to the bottom of that. Until they do that, they're going to continue to suck. That's who they are. Jay, appreciate the call. But Jay, also, the prime of my sports childhood, the prime, the apex, the top of the mountain of my sports childhood, me watching Charles Smith get blocked at the rim three times. Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, come on down. Playoff wins. Michael Jordan, 55 at the Garden at the comeback. I saw it all. I experienced it all. The Bulls beating the Knicks game seven, Eastern Conference Finals, Chicago Stadium. I saw it all. I remember it all. It's all in the old memory bank. I was sure as hell old enough to see that. I was around. I'm 37 years old. I'm a man. I'm 37. (laughs) I saw all of that. So I'm no baby. I'm no baby, and I lived the height of the Knicks dominance, quote-unquote, and guess who ended him every year? My MJ, number 23, from Jean- North Carolina. Jeanette, you see what he did there? He had to hang up on He had to hang up on Jay. He didn't he, want that smoke. No, he did not. He hung up on Jay he and then went off. So quick. His hand was on that <laughs> drop button. I need the to keep the time. show moving, okay? I need <laughs> to keep the show moving. But he didn't want that smoke, Jay. The Mets is a good one, though. It and is. I've seen Evans' trials and tribulations with the Mets, and I think most Mets fans are like Jay, where in 2015 they were definitely not prepared for that World Series run because it came out of nowhere. And then, once it came out of nowhere, they were ready for it to be sustained, and it fell apart quickly. Didn't they start off like 12-3 and three last right. season? Like, they started the season off so well, yeah. and everyone got excited again. Well, it's because now they have an owner that is openly tweeting about making big free agent moves, and they've overhauled the front office. And so, but yeah, the Mets are total flash and pan. But that's tough because you have the other team in New York that is the standard. So that I understand more than Knicks fans. I understand Mets fans more than than because I grew up as a fan, baseball fan of the Chicago equivalent of the Mets, and that's the White Sox because the Cubs always dominate the headlines. Even though it was frustrating because they were bad. Bad, 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 bad. They're definitely not the Yankees. But in terms of popularity in Chicago, the Cubs are the Yankees. So the White Sox were a better team while I was growing up. Significantly better. Frank Thomas, Robin Ventura, Ozzie Guillen, uh, went to the 93 ALCS. We're primed to win the World Series in 94 before the strike happened. Sorry, Yankees fans. The White Sox would have beaten you in the ALCS, okay? And... It was always the Cubs that got the headlines. So anytime the White Sox had success at the Cubs' expense, it was over the top. Now, I admit it, but it was good, and it made me feel good. There's no real true competition. Fine, there's Brooklyn, but nobody pays attention to the Nets. It's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. And you need to be realistic about what you are. And one home court advantage, losing in five games with Julius Randle as your best player last year, should not have been an indicator of future success. Okay, that's all I'm saying. The Knicks fans made asses of themselves, and now they're paying for it. And I'm making sure I deliver. Bing bong. That's right. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette Javier sitting in on this <laughs> Thursday. Still on the Bannowitz Friday Night Lights. Uh, when we return, Matt Stafford. Is he a jerk? Or did he make a good medical decision yesterday? She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. You know, on social media, when you see something and you just know it's about to be taken to a place and blown out of proportion more than it absolutely should be, but it 
is being brought to that place because social media is a cesspool, because social media is the proof that we shouldn't know everybody's opinions. Uh, How often does that happen to you, Jeanette? Very often. Yeah, because it happened to me last night, and I knew it, knew it, knew it, what was going to happen, and I was proven to be right, and it involves Matthew Stafford. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette Javier here on a Thursday. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, and we are presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. All right, so let me let you in to what I'm talking about, okay? And if you haven't seen it, it is all over social media, but I'll give you sort of the, 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 the verbal representation of what happened yesterday at the LA Rams championship rally. That's what you'd call it, right? A rally. It wasn't really a parade. It was a rally was in a Los rally. Angeles. They got on a stage, they said things, people cheered, and everybody went home. So at the conclusion of this championship rally... Matthew Stafford is standing there with his wife, Kelly. Now, I do want to rewind real quick to about 45 minutes previous when Matthew Stafford was at the podium. He is drinking, he has a bottle of of what, Jeanette? Don Don Julio 1942. Don Julio 1942. It's what you would call, oh, I don't know, potent, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's the Añejo, too, it's dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that again. Añejo. I love it. Uh, But he's, he's, he's not drinking out of like a shot glass or even a glass with ice in it. It is, it's the bottle, mm-hmm. the bottle in LA heat. He's drinking Don Julio 1942 out of the bottle in a warm Los Angeles. Like a champion. Like a champ. Like a, <laughs> yes, a champion <laughs> in every sense of the word. Thank but you. listen to Matthew Stafford and <laughs> his championship rally speech. Just listen to him. I'm damn happy to be standing up here with you guys. So yeah. 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 Come on. Up party horn. hospitality to this. I appreciate y'all so much. You guys have been unbelievable. Unbelievable all year. And you know what? We appreciate you. Now what? Let's go. Appreciate you. Let's go. The party horn. That's on your phone. Why do you even have that? Because it's perfect for any moment that you want to use it. <laughs> but the uh, well, here, let's let's reenact it real quick. Here we go. Hey, Southern hospitality for you, Rams fans. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So Stone, sober or not sober? Not sober. Uh-huh. Very not sober. Okay. So. Then we'll go back to 45 minutes after that. They're standing on the stage. It's him and his wife, Kelly. And you see in this video, in the foreground, uh, a woman who appears to be a photographer wearing a light blue shirt. She's standing there. She's looking down at her camera. And all of a sudden, she falls and she disappears out of frame. She has fallen off the stage. Fallen off the stage. At which point, Matthew Stafford sees it rolls his eyes up into his head, turns his head and goes, oh my God, what just happened? And he turns away while his wife, Kelly, goes to see what happened to this girl. Mm-hmm. So what do you think happened next, Jeanette? What do you think happened on social media when this video came out? Everybody was praising the wife. And everybody was crushing Matthew Stafford. Yes. So... Of course. Matthew Stafford, how could he not check on her? Matthew Stafford, he didn't even go to help her. He didn't even call for help. He didn't even dial 911. Matthew Stafford, evil. I knew this was going to happen. And it has led to some of the dumbest takes, period, that I have seen on this Twitter app in an awful long time. I want to give you some of the responses that I have received on social media. Nick Vipperman on Twitter. He should have decided to be a decent human. He remembers that he's a human being first before he's a star NFL quarterback. He gets down off to the stage. He calls for help. Keeps her calm. And still, if it's obvious that she is very, very hurt, be a human being. Okay, first of all, there were hundreds of people around this stage. Okay? 
It's not like they were in the middle of some desolate forest and this girl fell and uh, she ended up breaking her back. She fractured her spine in this fall off the stage, okay? But this didn't happen in a desolate forest where Matt Stafford's the only lifeline to any sort of emergency help. This was in a venue with hundreds of people still around and his wife who walked up to this girl. If anything, it's thousands. Yeah, it it could have even been thousands. But even in the immediate vicinity of the stage, there's at least 35 people that you can count that were standing there and saw this girl fall from the stage. No, 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 but never mind, guys. You know what's a good idea? And I learned this when I went through um, uh, my... I've taken CPR training a couple of times. You know what's a good idea? If you're wildly drunk, it's a great idea to check on someone who's broken their back. Nothing could go wrong. I think you fall from a high distance. Hey, get wasted. Go help. I think it's more of the fact that he acknowledged that something was that something was up. He directly he, looked at it. Is he an EMT? No, but he could have said. Are you, like he could have said something. He could have approached it. He His could have wife did. Why does he have to do it? The fact that he blatantly right. ignored it. He okay. looked at it, rolled his eyes, and then okay. looked the other way. Then, Jeanette, if this is what you're looking for, then, if this is what you're looking for, you would you would, you would, would not be ripping Matt Stafford. You'd be totally okay if the girl fell off the stage, okay? And then Matt Stafford, Don Julio bottle in hand, walked to the edge of the stage and said, Hey, are you okay? And then you would have been good? Like, that that's the exact scenario you're looking for. It's yes! Hey, it would have been, hey, hey, been better than now. Hey, are you okay? Don't hey. act, oh. don't like, don't act like you've been drunk and not have helped somebody who's hurt themselves. If there are 40 people standing around me and I'm wasted and there's someone who's critically hurt, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not getting in the way. Yep. That's a stupid idea. Or, I mean, not having the knowledge that her spine is fractured, go to try to pick her up. Which, what happens? Like, with EMT is taught to keep their neck straight and right. no head movement. Nobody's but Nobody's asking Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford, EMT. Nobody's asking him to be an EMT. Matt Stafford, MD. But somebody's asking him to act like he cared that somebody who's covering He obviously his... did care. It's no, not he like... didn't. He it's... rolled his eyes around and no, looked the other way. Because, because he couldn't believe that she fell off the stage. It's not like she fell. He walked up to the edge of the stage and then flicked her off with two middle fingers. He it's pretty not like much he did. That. did. Or he he... proverbed... He... Proverbially, I can't pronounce that word. How do you say it? Proverbially. Did that. No, it, you're acting like he walked to the edge of the stage and went, ha, 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 what are you doing? You fell. Are you wasted? He, he didn't he do did. that. That's exactly what no, he, he did. He, he was, rolled his eyes no, and looked the other way. I think way. his reaction his reaction was, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. And then his wife immediately and then walked. It. How do you know? We saw two seconds of it. And then ignored. So aren't you going to see like, hey, what's up? I just want. I, I just saw somebody disappear. Wait, so I'm going to go check out the so situation. Exactly how many people should be checking on somebody after they fall in a group of like 50 people? As exactly. Should all 50 people be, hey, are you okay? Hey, you okay? Hey, you if okay? If you are you human and you care about somebody just no. literally fell off the stage, absolutely. No, that's silly. So what, are we gonna all going to stand in a line and wait our turn to go check on this person? Hey, tag me in. Hey, are you okay? Uh, if all right, somebody good. Next up. falls on the ground in public, what happens? At least a couple people show up and right. like, are you okay? And there were way so more what, than a couple of people there. So what makes this situation different from somebody falling on the ground in public? Does Matt Stafford look bad for his reaction to this girl breaking her spine falling off the stage yesterday? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. Coming to CBS, Matthew Stafford, L.A. EMT. Tony is in oh West Palm. Gosh, Tony, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Tony? Yo, what up, y'all? Hey, I got three things for y'all. First off, in a perfect world, it would have been something for him to rip off the shirt with the Superman, and you know what I mean? He's good, and he's going to go help her and all that. That would have been perfect world, right? Yep. The man was, I, I, me personally, if I was dr- number two, if I was drunk like that, I'm from the hood. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry she fell and all that, and this is going to sound messed up, but, yo, we laughed at stuff like that back in the day when people fall and do all that. But, okay, number three, though, for the Twitterverse. Hey, yo, what would have happened if Matthew Stafford would have walked over to Shorty to help her out, and he was twisted? Y'all all know he was twisted. Totally. That was Georgia drunk. I mean. That was Georgia drunk. <laughs> what was, if he would have yeah. thrown up all over her? Yeah, right. Like that. You right. know what I mean? Like. Oh, come on. That would have been no help. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, are you okay? Blah! Bye, Tony. And, and I'm not saying this is going to happen or was going to happen, but you're in Los Angeles. It is the litigation capital of the world. 
<laughs> what happens if he walks up? He tries to, hey, hey, you need help getting up? Yanks her up. And then, or or even after the fact, three days later, she says, oh, Matt Stafford made my injury worse. Mm. I'm suing. But he didn't even acknowledge the situation. He did by, acknowledge it. Jeanette, by ignoring it. Jeanette, he was Georgia drunk. What are you going, <laughs> what is he? I got to clip that. Like, I, I, what should Matthew, all right, here, let's just lay it out like this. What should Matthew Stafford have done? Like, what what are you people looking for him to do? Did you want him to walk to the stage and slur his speech and and drooling all over his chin, go, "Hey, I'm okay," while thirty other people are surrounding her? Is that is is that the, the what what you're looking for from him? Because that seems like a complete waste of time. And that I, I don't know what need that's satiating from all of you, but that seems really really uh, petty. Like, oh, oh because him rolling his eyes and not ignoring the situation was He didn't petty. ignore it. Yes, he looked the other way. Be- uh, all right. Have you ever seen someone break a leg or seen someone out in public take a hard fall and your immediate reaction is, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. That's all we see from Matt Stafford. And, and here's what's going to happen anyways. I don't know what you're all so worked up about. We're about to mob shame him into paying all our medical bills anyways. Like, oh, he, like he actually broke her spine. That's like he's actually responsible. There's no doubt that's going to happen. You just called it. that We're going to see a tweet no doubt. that he covered the hospital bill. No doubt. No doubt. Because the people are, are saying... Like, it's what getting if he a, wanted to do it because he's just a nice human? Well, no, but that, any, any semblance of that actually being a reality has been ruined by Twitter mob. Twitter mob is acting like he's the reason that this girl broke her spine. Oh, he's so, so mean. You're I, being so extra kind. I, I think the... One of the problems is here is that she was taking a picture of Stafford and his wife. Like, so it was directly correlated. Like, she was like, smile, and then they got in for the picture, and then she fell. So it was like she was trying to help them out. Why was she there? (laughs) Because she is a photographer. Doing, what is she doing as her job? Uh, I don't know. I mean, she's taking pictures of Matt Stafford. Exactly! But if she doesn't know where the edge of the stage is, that's not Matt Stafford's fault. No, it's but he like can at St- least make sure that the, the his woman... Wife his wife did. Kelly Stafford did. And he just said, well, you Good. you take care of it because uh, I obviously don't care. I want to make sure that at least the, the woman is okay. He couldn't even ask, is she okay? Maybe he did. How do you know? There was two seconds of a clip. You should ask. I'd be part of it right there. You should handle the situation just right then and there. What? Are... Matthew Stafford, L-A-E-M-T, Tuesday, 7 p.m. on CBS. Is Matthew Stafford a jerk for what happened yesterday with the (laughs) falling camera woman? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Hello, Matthew Stafford here, your L-A-E-M-T. Let me fashion a backboard out of this tree bark. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063.